Good afternoon, Rocky Mountain Vibe fans. This is the Graham Slam Podcast, and this is episode 10. I am your host, Brandon Anderson. Welcome. 10 episodes already. Seems like time has gone by too quick. Um, Have a very jam-packed episode today um, between Vibes Check, which is the recap of the last week of games. Vibes ended up playing 8 games um, over that time frame uh, due to some makeup games and whatnot. And then we get into the main topic of the day, um, which is the entitle of our episode today is, do you want some more? Question is being brought up uh, mainly, obviously I brought this uh, episode names and stuff beforehand, did not expect this to actually go forward with any kind of agenda um had a little bit of a a different agenda for this episode but i think this topic fits it well some rumors going around um the stadium and sounds like could be going towards another potential change in the vibes organization and the pioneer league um we'll recap that along with any um interview that was done by the gazette Telegraph, I think they go by that still here in Colorado Springs, where they interviewed um, Griffin Barnes and um, kind of some points they pointed out in this article uh, that went back to the Monclova contract um, that we kind of touched base on in the main topic. And then, of course, we'll have a rundown of the upcoming week in the Pioneer League and man we've got a lot on deck Um, so stay tuned for the entire episode Um, we look forward to this upcoming week of baseball which is heading into the final two weeks of baseball there are some games scheduled throughout next week after Labor Day so that'll be interesting to see where we stand on episode 11 heading into a potential big time playoff push Um, here in the Pioneer League with the North and South Division. So let's go ahead and get right on in to the Vibes check. So the Vibes, as I stated, ended up playing eight games total this past uh, week. Game one was in, uh, they kind of split the series here uh, within Color Springs and in Grand Junction with the Grand Junction Rockies. So game one, um, the Vibes took another loss against the Rockies as they fell late in the game. Um, batting recap, we saw Perez, Oloke, and Anone all get an RBI each. Barfield had a stolen base. Pitching recap in that game, we had Lopez started the game and was classified as a losing pitcher, unfortunately, for this game. He pitched five innings and gave up five hits, three runs, and then walked one guy well, um, ended up uh, leaving the uh, game with a 8.65 ERA, and then also gave uh, five strikeouts during his time out on the mound. Uh, Davis then came in and pitched uh, two innings, giving up two hits, one run, and four strikeouts, leaving with a 4.64 ERA. Marcelino came in and pitched one inning, giving up two hits and one run and one strikeout, leaving with a 3.46 ERA. 
And then Gomez was the final pitcher of the game who pitched one inning, giving up one hit and one strikeout, leaving and ending the game with a 13.5 ERA. Vibes ended up losing this one 5-3. Game 2 was part of a doubleheader on Thursday. Um, the the game was amazing. The, the vibes really went out there and played their hearts out in this first game. Batting recap, we saw Macias with a double, Barfield with a triple, and then Barfield and Lopez both hit home runs in this game. That was Barfield's 20th home run of the season. Um, RBIs are credited in this game to Perez, Barfield, which he had three, Aloke, Manny, um, and then Lopez. So that's um, wrapped up the batting order of this game. And then, of course, the pitching recap. Uh, we saw Diplin start the game giving up two hits, two runs, and two strikeouts, leaving with a 7.24 ERA. Uh, Gallardo, I believe is how you pronounce his name, came in and pitched 3.2 innings, giving up five hits, four strikeouts, leaving with a 5.79 ERA and was credited with the win. Farfan uh, then came in and pitched two innings, giving up one hit and four strikeouts, leaving with a 4.3 ERA. Marcelino came in and closed the game, pitching one inning and giving up one hit and one strikeout, ending the game with a 3.27 ERA. Vibes would end up winning this game 6-2 here in Colorado Springs. And then the third game in the series ended up um, going two innings before um, essentially lightning and rain postponed this game. I ended up actually going out to the second game, uh, first game I watched on TV. And then um, I get out there, sit down, and come and find out there was lightning in the area, which then turned into rain. That game ended up being postponed. And the restart of the game started on Friday at 5 p.m. was the scheduled time for it. Um, So kind of go over it. um, The batting recap for this game between the Thursday start and the Friday finish. Batting recap, Barnes, Lopez, and Gallardo, Gallardo, I believe is how you pronounce his name, um, all had doubles. Perez, Barfield had two, Anone had two, Macias had two, Barnes had two, and Nunez all had RBIs in this game. Um, That essentially was the batting recap. And then when we turn over to the pitching recap, um, Ocho Ocho started the game and pitched 2.0 innings, giving up three hits, two runs, one walk, and one strikeout. Ended with a 7.77 ERA. That was just those two innings before the game got um, postponed. Davis would then start the restart of the game, pitching two innings himself, giving up six runs, six hits, five runs, and three walks, leaving with a 5.79 ERA. Uh, Pindia uh, came in and pitched 1.1 innings, giving up two hits, one run, one walk, ending with a 6.40 ERA. And then Marcelino came in to get the win and pitched 1.2 innings, giving up two hits, two runs, one strikeout, and ending with a three or 4.30 ERA. This game here, the Vibes would end up winning 11-10 against the Rockies. 
um, which then took us into game four of the series, which was game two Friday night. Totally confusing. Um, But the uh, Vibes coming in with two back-to-back wins and ended up with a third in this game. Uh, The batting recap essentially saw... Um, Macias and Barnes having doubles each, and Esparza having a triple, Sparza also having a home run, and then the biggest story of this game was uh, Sean Davis, who is a pitcher, as we saw back in, um, I believe it was game one of this series, actually no, game three of the series, um, Sean Davis came in as a right fielder for this game due to the fact that they had played so many players. So they brought him in as a position player. His first at-bat, which I was very happy to be there live. I, I had been talking with another fan there, and when he come up the bat, I was like, you know, it's going to be funny when this guy hits a home run on his first time batting. Um, as a Rocky Mountain vibe, and sure enough, the next pitch came off that bat so loud that the second it hit the bat, I could tell it was gone, and sure enough, he hit his first home run um, of his career, um, which then essentially led to him playing in most of the remaining of the games as a position player. Um, RBIs was Barnes, Esparza with three, and Davis with two. Um, pitching recap in this game, we saw Solis started the game and almost pitched the entire game, which was awesome to see. He uh, pitched 6.1 um, innings to be exact, giving up 11 hits, 4 runs, 1 walk, and 5 strikeouts, uh, leaving with a 6.40 ERA. Gomez then came in and barely pitched in this game, giving up 2 hits and, and instantly was pulled at that point. He left the... Uh, game with a 13.5 ERA. And then you had Farfan come in and save the game, pitching uh, 0.2 innings, striking out two batters to end the game, um, ending with a 4.19 ERA. The Rocky Mountain Fives would take the win and win 6-4 to four in this game. And they'd be on a three-game winning streak. Um, heading into Game 5 of the series, um, which was on Saturday night. Game 5 of the series, we saw Toasty Mania, um, which is a mix of pro wrestling with the Colorado Springs Wrestling promotion and Vibes Baseball. There was so much action at this game. It was probably one of the busier games I've been to all season, um, but it, it really drew a crowd. We got posters. Um, as you saw on Instagram, me and my kids' uh, daughters ended up uh, face painting ourselves as the ultimate warrior or ultimate toasty in this uh, scenario. Um, so on this game here, uh, batting recap, Macias, Barnes, Lopez, Davis, and a known who had two all had doubles. Um, RBIs, we saw Gallardo, uh, Triado, Barnes, who had two, Davis, Esparza, and unknown all had RBIs. Uh, pitching recap: uh, Cora started the game, pitched five innings, giving up eight hits, seven runs, two walks, and six strikeouts, leaving with a 7.46 ERA. 
Herrera would then come in and pitch one inning, giving up three hits, three runs, one walk, and one strikeout, leaving the game with a 16.0 ERA. Uh, Bunuda, who then came in and pitched two innings, giving up two hits, two walks, leaving with a 0.00 ERA. He is a position player, so this isn't surprising. Um, There wasn't much of an ERA there. The next position player we saw come into the game was Brandon Perez. I believe this is his first time pitching, but um, he ended up pitching 0.1 innings, giving up two hits and one strikeout, leaving again with a 0.0. Zero ERA. Lopez was the final pitcher. Um, he pitched 0.2 innings. This was essentially the last pitcher. He got us out of this game um, that we did. Ended up losing 10-7 to to the uh, Grand Junction Rockies. Um, but Lopez ended up leaving with an 8.54 ERA. Um, at this point, this is where the series ended up switching and went back to Grand Junction. So the team traveled overnight to Grand Junction, um, and they had be supposed to be playing three games in two days, but they ended up playing four games in those two days. Um, so game six of the series was on Sunday. Um, or sorry, they did play three games in the two days. So game six of the series was in Grand Junction. Batting recap, um, Lopez had a double home run for Esparza. RBIs for Davis. Asparza also had a RBI or had three RBIs off that home run. Uh, stolen bases went to Barfield and Olo K. Uh, pitching recapped Diplin, started the game pitching 4.1 innings, giving up 13 hits, 12 runs, two walks, and four strikeouts, ending with an 8.59 ERA. Gomez, who then came in, um, pitched 2.1 innings, giving up seven hits, five runs, one walk, and uh, pitching two strikeouts, ending with a 14.04 ERA. Herrera would come in, and um, it is registered as zero innings pitched. Um, I'm assuming on this one, he just basically pitched five batters, gave up five runs, or pitched six batters, gave up five runs. Five hits with a walk, ended with a 18.50 ERA. And then Lopez came in uh, to end the game, pitching 1.1 innings, one strikeout, ending with an 8.32 ERA. Rockies ended up murdering the vibes in this game. The total uh, or final score was 22 to 5, um, which brought the Rocky Mountain vibes essentially down to. Um, on the second half, 11 and 26. Um, the next game, which I was super confused about, there was no announcement that Monday was a double header. Um, I cannot find anywhere on the schedule where they were making up a game other than the one game that got canceled in Color Springs, I believe, two months ago, back in June. Um, that was the only game I could find on both of their schedules under point streak that did not get played. So I don't know if they ended up playing it um, for playoff position, but I mean, essentially that was part of the first half of the season. So not quite sure where this game, this extra game came from. Um, but in both of these games, it did not vote well for the vibes. Uh, the first game was played at 1 p.m. yesterday. Um, and 
batting recap, we saw Barfield and Anon uh, hit a double each. Uh, Olo K um, ended up hitting two home runs. That is, I believe that's the most Manny's had in um, a game, from my knowledge, looking back on it. Macias also had a home run. RBAs, RBIs went to Barfield, who had two. Olo K had four um, with his home runs. Macias, Lopez, and a stolen base by Aldo Nunez. Uh, when we look at a pitching recap, Sanchez pitched 3.2 innings, uh, giving up seven hits, four runs, two walks, and two strikeouts, leaving with a 9.21 ERA. Farfan, who came in and pitched 1.2 innings, one hit, two runs, one walk, two strikeouts, leaving with a 4.46 ERA. Marcelino um, came in to uh, finish the game, pitching 1.1 innings, five hits, four runs, three walks, three strikeouts, leaving with a 6.19 ERA. Uh, the Vibes would end up losing uh, nine to ten in this one. They tried to come back um, essentially in the seventh inning and were ahead until the Rockies ended up uh, with a walk off to win ten to nine. So it wasn't much of, as much of a blowout as Sunday's game. Um, and I want to say that nearly both of these games came down to the wire where the Vibes could have took both games. Uh, game eight uh, started at four thirty Mountain Time. PM Mountain Time, and the batting recap on this game had Bernuda, Lopez, who had two, Esperanza, um, all had doubles, home run went to Lopez, and RBIs had Barfield, Macias, Lopez, who had three, Esparza had two, and a stolen base also went to Esparza as well. Pitching recap, um, Ocho, uh, pitch 4.1, giving up five hits, five runs, four walks, and two strikeouts, leaving with a 7.92 ERA. Uh, Pindia came in, pitched 0.2 innings, giving up four hits, four runs, one strikeout, leaving with a 7.22 ERA. And then Gallardo came in and pitched the final inning, giving up five hits, four runs, one strikeout, ending with a 6.88 ERA. Um, now, of course, this was the end of game. Um, this is essentially that sixth inning for the uh, Grand Junction Rockies uh, in this last game is where they dominated. Um, they scored six runs. At that very moment, the um, Rocky Mountain Vibes were down by a run. And then in the top of the seventh, the Vibes uh, scored three runs, trying to make that comeback, but they did fell short, losing 13-7. to That was your Vibes check for this week and this past week, and it wasn't as bad as what it could have been, um, at least in this, um, in this game, essentially, or this series, should I say. The Grand Junction Rockies ended up scoring 74 runs in those eight games played. And then uh, the Rocky Mountain Vibes ended up scoring 48 runs. So you can tell the big difference there. This is not anything new for either or for the Rocky Mountain Vibes. They have yet, and we'll see how it goes in the Raptors series this upcoming week, they have yet 
to score more points in a series than their opponents. And that that right there explains why the Rocky Mountain Vibes are in the position they currently are in, going two times in the season in dead last in the 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 worst team in the entire league all season long. And I just I can't comprehend with the talent they have on this team, whether it be the pitching staff or the batting position players or whatnot, this team is there. And I, I don't think it's coaching issue. I don't know what it is. Uh, there's many of mistakes that have been made over the year, but we've got a team. It's just, what do we do with this team? So that's been your vibes check. Let's go ahead and head into our main topic today, which is, do you want s'more? That catchphrase became famous in the Sandlot movie, but it really remains the question in the Rocky Mountain Vibes organization. Let's go ahead and dive into the main story today. So, all right, here is your main topic of the day. So, rumors are flying around the stadium again. This, I swear, has got to be probably the fourth or fifth year in a row that we have heard the rumors going around that there may not be a season next year. Um, Obviously, when we went into this season, we had known based on the beginning of the year that they were going to be doing a a team. Um, They were going to be part of the Pioneer League. They had started signing some players. They actually signed a coach, which was from UCCS College here in town, uh, the University of Colorado at Colorado Springs. And what's weird about that is the fact that when they did this, we started forming this team. We were part of the Pioneer League, um, and we were going to be this independent league. And then the next thing you know, there was a notification that went out to season ticket holders and to fans and media that the Rocky Mountain Vibes ended up signing a contract with Monclova, um, which is the Steelers pronunciation, the Steelers down in Mexico as their farm team for their Major League Baseball team essentially in Mexico. And... The coach that had been signed for from UCCS was gone. I uh, have no idea what happened in that story. And the players that they had announced that they signed were also no longer on the Vibes team. Instead, we were instantly given a team that was essentially from Monclova. Um, and they would be the, basically Monclova's AAA team. They would take on the name of the Rocky Mountain Vibes and play here in Colorado Springs. Now, when this was announced, it had only mentioned one season. Did not mention multiple-year contract. Did not mention any of that. And when we look at the article that's by the Gazette um, that uh, Griffin Barnes had spoken in, they kind of went into a little bit more a detail of the Rocky Mountain Vibes Um, because what happened is Griffin Barnes was part of the um, Pioneer League prior to this. He played for the Orem Owls 
um, which are later becoming next year the Northern Colorado Owls. And he had mentioned um, in this article that uh, he joined Monclova in, in time for spring training well before the deal with the Vibes. Prior to that deal, he never thought he would return to the Pioneer League, but is glad that he gets to do it in Colorado Springs. He states, Griffin stated, Colorado Springs is a great place to play. Honestly, Barnes said, coming from Mexico, I was excited to come back to the States and play, but I wasn't excited to do this Pioneer League thing again. I did it in 2018. I know the travel and everything wasn't and wasn't excited for it, but coming to Colorado Springs and how they ran run everything kind of really changed my mind of it all. Colorado Springs season as a rookie ball um, site turned out to be the Pioneer League's last year with MLB affiliation. In 2019, fans got to see for the Brewers, the uh, Milwaukee Brewers MLB team, top 30 prospects, which were Joe Gray, Micah Bello, Nick Kell, and Carlos Rodriguez. Let me tell you, those four I'm not quite sure about Carlos Rodriguez. I don't remember his name, but Joe Gray, Mike Abello, and Nick Kell are huge aspects within the Bruiser organization still. Um, Joe Gray being one of the biggest ones um, was one of my favorite players with the uh, vibes. Um, but the the season uh, started well for the vibes, obviously, as we know. They defeated the in-state rival Grand Junction Rockies 2-0 on opening day and were victorious in the league's first home run knockout round, uh, which was designed to replace extra innings. Since then, though, this is where the story gets interesting. We know this, but this is where it kind of leads to what could happen. Um, since then, the good moments have been far or few and far between. At 15-53 and 53, at the time of this article, the Vibes have... The worst record in the league. The team makeup um, has led to a season of growing pains. The Vibes have given up the most earned runs in the league and have the lowest amount of strikeouts. Despite having plenty of batters enjoying good um, statistical season uh, seasons, the Vibes are at the bottom of the league at every hitting category. The only category the Vibes weren't at the bottom in has been attendance. And I kind of spoke on this earlier, I think in my first or second episode of this, or it could have been on a previous podcast that I had um, when there was talk of MLB cutting um, essentially the uh, minor leagues or whatnot out of their thing. Um, they essentially were getting good, av- or good average on attendance. A lot of people were complaining that, oh, they're not getting that great of average. It's empty at this stadium, and what people did not realize is we went from a triple-A baseball team, which is right under the Major League Baseball um, for the Colorado Springs Sky Sox, which had a triple-A stadium. Stadium holds a lot of people. I think it's close to uh, five or 6,000 total, and... At Vibes, they are averaging 2,172 fans a home game, only 40 less than the league average. 40 less than the league average. I've been talking about this all along, and people want to sit here and complain, but numbers and ticket sales are facts. They are there. 
And while this puts them in, again, the middle of the pack, it practically a quarter of the capacity at UC Health Park. Sunday and Monday home games have been the lowest attended due to uh, the starting in the early afternoon with 90 degree heat, which is killing us here in Colorado Springs. Um, and then, of course, you had um, summer programs for kids. Um, school started up, which they ended up moving that Monday game they had planned to the uh, Toasty Mania night. That would have been probably five people at that game um, at that point. Um, but, well, the actual article goes in to mention um, the level of competition between the league now and when it was a rookie-level league, uh, taking in prospects fresh off the draft is meant to be comparable. The vibes are meant as Monclova's AAA team, and the Vibes have seen a handful of players perform well and get called up to the, join the Mexican League. Um, Alan Garcia was the first player in Vibes history to be called up after batting um, .294 average in nine games. Edgar Salazar got called up after batting uh, .301 in 52 games. And then pitchers Diplin and Vera were also called up. Even the manager, uh, Carlio, uh, rose up the rankings. Um, he did not come back to the vibes. I believe he was still up at Monclova, um, essentially just as of last week. Um, I th- believe they lost in the playoffs. Kind of confused on how they do their system down there. Um, so it was confusing following them. Um, but again, we look at this and the number of attendance is average to the entire league. Now, that does not mean that Monclova and their organization is happy with that attendance because we are technically a triple-A team of a Mexican baseball league. So, can have it two ways. can look at it as we do have triple-A baseball in, um, in Colorado Springs. They're using a triple-A stadium, but they're only drawing numbers of a rookie league look at it that way or we could toss it and say they are still a rookie league we are still getting prospects here they're doing good in my opinion at least batting maybe the pitching is not that great some of the fielding is not great but batting batting is ridiculous some players i still don't know how they've not been called up during the season but you have them and as of right now there are rumors going around that the Contract is not being renewed. They may move Monclova back to wherever it was originally. It leaves us fans again in this predicament of what happens with the Rocky Mountain vibes. What happens with the Calder Springs Sky Sox? This is questions we've been asking ourselves as fans for probably the past five or six years. Not counting, obviously, the COVID um, situation last year with the canceled season. But even then... There was questions if the vibes were coming back. And they got put into this Pioneer League. I don't know how the Pioneer League feels about this contract. I I find it to be very odd. Um, As I've talked in previous episodes, it's weird to me that the Rocky Mountain vibes do not have essentially... Were they able to trade players to other teams, acquire players from other teams, or let their players go to the Major League Baseball teams 
when they are basically signed or the contracts bought out by an MLB team because of this contract with Monclova. I personally feel that it could go one of two ways. My guess is Monclova does not re-sign this contract and the vibes are back to square one of what they were prior to this contract. I thought they had a decent team that they were signing and being part of the Pioneer League. I do not see them leaving the Pioneer League. Could they rebrand again? Potentially. I think that's stupid, but it's a potential. And if they do rebrand, in my opinion, the only rebrand is either the Colorado Springs Sky Sox or the Pioneer League buys the Colorado Springs Snow Sox and brings them into UC Health Park. That's the only two options I can see. Now, if the Vibes organization completely folds and goes away, and maybe they form into the Northern Colorado Owls or this new team in Montana, it still leaves the Pioneer League with nine teams. I, I don't feel that is correct. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but it's it raises questions, essentially, maybe... The Montana team does not make the league in 2022. The Vibes then go to Northern Colorado and become the Owls. And then we could see potentially in the future the Pioneer League in 2023 with the Montana team then expanding and getting another team. This would then bring potentially, it's just an idea, this would then bring again the Color Springs Snow Sox into UC Health Park, um, out of uh, Memorial Park, which right now is literally the city's baseball field that is not up to date with a rookie league, in my opinion. Um, they had a lot of issues with grounds crew. Um, it, it's just like a, a basically like a high school baseball stadium or whatnot. Um, yes, the Color Swing Sky Sox may have played there in the 80s, but sorry, this is 2021. Um, I don't think their stadium was fit to be part of a league, especially with the weather we have here. Um, it'll continue. They definitely will be part of the Pecos League next year, um, but it remains to see if maybe there is a deal struck with the Pecos League to bring the Snow Sox into UC Health Park. And who knows? Um there at least has been talk um, between a fan and fans or whatnot that potentially the the nail in the coffin could be if they are handing out 2022, and strictly this is rumor, this is just between fans talking, um, that the if they're not handing out a schedule at the end of the year for the 2022 season, there is no Vibes Baseball next year. Um, I, I have no idea. One, these are rumors. These are, could be completely false, but it's the same rumor that's gone around every single year, every year going back. <laughs> like I said, about five or six years, um, when the Rockies lost the contract or gave up the contract on the college spring sky Sox, that was the potential rumor. That that was the last season we had uh, baseball in Colorado Springs. Um, now, of course, the only year we haven't is the COVID year, which is 2020. Um, but 
there is a lot of questions, like I said, that are going to be brought up over the next week. Um, We are at home, so stay tuned to this episode next Tuesday because next Tuesday I think we may have a clearer picture. Um, I am hoping we have a clearer picture. Um, I, I hope that, I think it'd be ironic to what Griffin Barnes said. He played, obviously, with the Orem Owls in the Pioneer League. And I would just find it very ironic if what he said, he didn't want to play in the Pioneer League due to the schedule. Um, and he left the Orem Owls because of this. And then come to find out if it has it correctly, if I'm right, the Rocky Mountain vibes absorb into the northern Colorado Owls, whether that be with Monclova or not. I just would find that absolutely crazy to me that his interview with the Gazette talks about all this type of stuff and sure enough (laughs) you got the same situation happening if it wasn't with Monclova there was no contract and it was just the Northern Colorado Owls and some of these players dissolved into that system outside of Monclova what's the odds that it'd be the Owls and it would go to northern Colorado and he'd be part of it. It'd just be kind of weird. Uh, but yeah, I think that there's a lot of rumors and questions to be answered. Even as season ticket holders, we have no idea what's going on. And we've heard nothing compared to previous seasons about putting a deposit down for next year already. Or when tickets will be able to be... Um, pre-ordered, things like that. There is no talk of that whatsoever. Um, So it really remains to see where we go as a team, as an organization, after the next week. And I think next Tuesday's episode on episode 11, it will essentially have some merit in where we stand. I think we'll have some kind of idea, I would hope. Um, that we are not kind of just left in the dark again. Um, but, I mean, next next week's episode essentially is fitting that it's funny that the, the name of it is The Last Toasty. Now, again, I did not plan any of these episodes other than The Last Toasty was supposed to just mean that was the last game of the season, the last week of the season. Um, the vibes are not continuing to the playoffs. They are the worst team in the league. But I think it would just be hilarious that the last Toasty episode is the last last time the vibes are around. And funny enough, on uh, September 14th, episode name, A New Hope. Again, Star Wars references and whatnot. But could the New Hope be a new season? Could it be a new team? Or are we left in Collar Springs with an empty baseball stadium and the Collar Springs Snow Sox taking priority in this in the city as the team and still playing at Memorial Park? There are a lot of questions asked and a lot of questions to be answered. But I just find it hilarious how I planned back on August 7th just a bunch of random names going forward based off of Star Wars titles. 
um, and stuff. And then, of course, on September 21st, episode name is Back to the Future. Planned on doing a lot of coverage of uh, going back essentially to the start of baseball in Colorado Springs and then coming back to the future. Also giving kind of a preview and a guess of where we go in the future as well and kind of go to the future and predict stuff. So these last three episodes are going to be interesting. Um, I think I hit the nail with these names that were just all to have fun with and now they are ending up actually being the name of these episodes for a reason and it seems like it all kind of just worked out oddly enough um so again this has been the main topic do you as fans want some more do you do you guys want some more i do i want more baseball here in color springs whether that be the rocky mountain vibes whether that be just the Colorado Springs Snow Sox. There are many options, but we need baseball to stay here in Colorado Springs for many reasons. So then this episode, to go into the final topic, um, I want to kind of just go off of what we are about to head into with this week. Week 16 of baseball starts tomorrow, September 1st, 2021, and is the final stretch. Um... Tomorrow night, we'll embrace on the journey of the ultimate goal, which two teams have accomplished so far in the first half of the season of the Pioneer League, the Paddleheads and the Ogden Raptors. The remaining two teams in each division will make the final push to seed into the 2021 Pioneer League playoffs. Starting out, the first series we have, starting um, the earliest game, which is the Raptors versus the Vibes. The Raptors look to go into the playoffs with a positive note as a second half, in the second half, um, because quite honestly, the second half hasn't been as friendly as the first half to the Raptors. Raptors are currently at 18-21 and 21 in the second half, sitting in third place, where they ruled the first half in the south obviously um, with making that playoff spot Uh, the vibes look to show off their talent for the last series to really show what they're made up of and make a reason why they deserve to stay a team next year within the monclova picture as i talked about Um, the chuckers versus the mustangs is the next game on the schedule tomorrow night with the mustangs being in dead last in the first half They made a massive comeback in the second half and currently hold the second playoff spot in the North Division, regardless of being in second place. Obviously, the Paddleheads are currently in first place in the North Division, but it doesn't matter because it'll default to the second team um, due to the Paddleheads obviously winning the first half. Uh, The Mustangs look to do what the Paddleheads did to the Chuckers in the first half and spoil their chances at a playoff spot. With the Chuckers trying to ruin the Mustangs' chances, this will be an amazing series as these two teams hold their own fate as to who will face the Paddleheads. Now, of course, there's a little bit of a holdup that could happen here, and this is where the interesting part of the North Division happens. The Voyagers are playing the Paddleheads, um, and to piggyback off the Chuckers and Mustangs, when we look at the Voyagers, they hold their own fate as well. If they went out against the Paddleheads, there is a possibility that they could go ahead of either the Chuckers and Mustangs to claim their final spot. With the Northern Division being super close, anything really could happen. 
Paddleheads could completely ruin the Voyager's chances and make them stay where they are currently at in dead last place. Um, the Rockies versus the Hawks. As we switch back to the South Division, these two teams are in one of the biggest series out of this week. They 100% hold their own fate in their hands with no one else holding them back. As the Rockies are only one game out of first place, this series will be a nail-biter and could get downright dirty, in my opinion, with a chance at the playoffs in the line. It basically is like a uh, in like the NFL wild card week weekend. This is basically a wild card series for the Rockies and the Hawks. Most likely, the winner of this series will be heading into the playoffs to face the Raptors. It's a guarantee at this point. There's no way the vibes come back somehow and get in. It's either the Rockies or the Hawks will be facing the Raptors in the 2021 Pioneer Playoff series that starts, I believe, um, in two weeks. Maybe less time than that, but we'll get final announcements potentially by next Tuesday, if not by episode 12 for sure. Um, But again... Appreciate everyone listening to this episode. Give me your thoughts in the comments on Instagram of what you think of these rumors and could they actually happen? Will the vibe stay? Will they go? Um, It all remains to be seen, but thank you again for joining. If you've listened all the way through this, if you're new, if you're not following um, us on social media, um, like our page, comment, Subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite podcast uh, places out there. But we appreciate everything. Everyone have a great and safe Labor Day weekend. We are coming up on a holiday weekend as well with tons of baseball. But get out there, support your teams for potentially the last week they are playing. And especially Vibes fans, go out, get tickets, and be at the games. This could be your last chance. Have a great one, everyone, and again, stay safe. Later, Grand Slam fans.